Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like my boy Sam used to say, children of all ages, welcome back to another Spartan 160EN podcast, podcast number 78. And this one is a special one celebrating three years of us uh, doing this podcast uh, live on, on YouTube, especially the two founders of, the, of this podcast, Steph and Sam. We have both of them here joined with us today. How's it going, my good friend Steph? How's it going? Um, it's going pretty good, and uh, I'm just going to go back to three years ago. Uh, the the idea came from Sam. Uh, we didn't we didn't even know each other that well, um, but we met on Twitter, and then uh, he sent me a, a DM, and he said, "Hey, uh, how do you feel about doing a podcast?" I said, "Okay, I never done it before, but I mean, I guess I guess we could, we could uh, give it a shot," and and then. Uh, then we, we were struggling coming up with a good name. Uh, so at the, at the time, it was called Sporting Updates uh, UK, um, which I stumbled upon the video a couple of weeks ago, and it had the date on it. And I was like, oh, that's phenomenal, because now we have actually an actual birthday foundation date. Um, not, like, not, not like Sporting Lisboa e Benfica. They don't have one. They're fusão. They don't have a fundação. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then um, a year and a half later, uh, Juan Castro he proposed. Uh, he said, "How how would you would you guys be be interested in becoming Sporting One Sixty EN?" And then I spoke to you guys, and everyone was on board with it. And uh, we we recognized that being part of such a huge project as Sporting Century Center of Portugal, the headquarters, would only benefit uh, all of us. And here we here we are today. We are Sporting 160 EN, which means in English. Uh, but at the very beginning was uh, was uh, with me and Sam, uh, which uh, we. We don't regret doing it, and it's been a gr the greatest feeling to talk about the, the biggest love of our life, which is uh, Sporting Club Portugal. Sam, back to you, Sam. Well, I think we've got to give a shout-out to the, the PT Footy Podcast. I don't know if they're still doing it anymore, but that's how me and Steph uh, met. Um, I had the account, I think it was called Sporting World, and what happened was that Pretty much, I'm going to be real with you guys, I used to make up transfer rumours just to see how like many people I could fall. I remember I made <laughs> Watford, a link to Capel, and then Sky Sports actually retweeted it, like, their own tweet about it. But it was <laughs> a joke then. Um, I think five years later, I still had it, and I, I messaged Steph, and I was like, this is something that I believe we can, we can do, and it's allowed us to meet each other. You know, we've got people interacting with us every day, we do the podcast, even if we tweet, they're always with us. So it's been an honor to watch you guys do your do your thing. And it's been an honor to be a part of this incredible journey for three years. Uh, so um, I'll pick it up. Danny keeps on, keeps on yeah. uh, skipping. Uh, but, you know, we couldn't do be doing this without the help of Chris and, uh, and Danny and Nando. Uh, they've been very consistent lately, and Patrick as well. Um, uh, whenever he's available, it's it's tough for people from Europe, especially from uh, from Portugal and, and the UK. In the case of Sam and Patrick, it's a five-hour difference, and uh, our time frame when we do it at at eight nine, it's like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning in Portugal and and in the UK makes it much more difficult. 
but th this this podcast is is gaining a lot of uh, uh, um, followers and uh, a lot of traction uh, thanks to the good work of Danny, Chris, and, and Nando. Um, and thank you guys for that. Uh, we have an a, a, an awesome team that is always willing to do podcasts. And thank you so much. Uh, without any further delays, uh, let me introduce you to João Castro and Pedro Varela. Uh, the uh, João Castro was the uh, founder of Sporting 160, uh, which they've been around for a long time in Portugal. They have huge success. They have these enormous uh, guests that, that we don't have the luxury of having because they have a, a ton of connections in Portugal and they able to uh, to to get these amazing guests como Inácio, Jordanov, Balakov. It's 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 just a, the names go on and on and uh, and they uh, they one of the top top podcasts in Portugal. So João, posso falar em português, inglês, chinês, o que tu quiseres, como te sentires confortável. A bola está do lado. Vou começar em inglês, depois passo para português. I want to congratulate everyone. Um, I think you guys do a, such great job. Um, I want you to keep this great work that you are doing. Um, you are far away and love our sporting so much. Um, you are an inspiration to many um, that are uh, far away from Portugal and the club. Uh, agora em português, para vos dizer que eu admiro o vosso trabalho e, e eu não consigo imaginar o que é viver tão longe de, de Portugal e do Sporting e estar constantemente a fazer o trabalho que vocês fazem e a amar o clube da forma que vocês, vocês amam o clube, que se nota ao longe. E, portanto, eu queria vos dar aqui os parabéns por estar três anos a, a passar a mensagem do Sporting e depois também um bocadinho do Sporting 760 para toda a gente que, que está longe do clube que fala inglês, os Estados Unidos têm uma comunidade muito extensa de sportinguistas e o Canadá também, e acho que o trabalho que vocês fazem, epá, se calhar nós não conseguimos fazer, se calhar eu e o Pedro estivéssemos tão longe, se calhar tínhamos desligado a ficha, a tomada, e, não, tínhamos, e não, não fazíamos o que fazíamos, mas vocês conseguem hum, comentar as notícias, falar do Sporting, também ter convidados, mudando aqui algumas pessoas... É um trabalho fantástico que vocês fazem e deve ser mesmo difícil. O que eu vejo é que deve ser mesmo difícil vocês passarem um ano sem ver um jogo de Sporting ao vivo. Olha, o Pedro Varela matava-se, atirava-se logo de uma ravina Eu ia a seguir logo, tipo, não podia, não podia ir à bola também. Uh, não podia estar com o Pedro no, no futebol de pé, que nós passamos os jogos de pé, ele ia sofrer, não é Pedro? Ali os jogos uhum. de pé, sofrer, ia beber umas cervejas, pá, e lá está, tínhamos que ir para o beisebol, ou para o queijo quer dizer, tínhamos que ir para o queijo que o Pedro adora o queijo gelo. Lá estava eu e o Pedro no hockey gelo de pé, e depois éramos insultados na bancada porque queríamos ver o jogo do hockey gelo de pé, e, pá, e vocês fazem um trabalho fantástico, e reparem, já estou a ver aí, o Sam já tem a camisola nova, o Sam já tem a camisola nova. O... E o Christian também? E o Cristian? É que vocês são importantes, já têm a camisola nova. E isto que vocês fazem é, é, é daquelas coisas que uma pessoa hum, dá valor, não é? dá valor, mas não conseguimos imaginar como é que seria se nós estivéssemos no vosso caso, na vossa situação. E espero que continuem, porque vocês estão a crescer muito. Vocês comentam as transferências todas, as notícias todas, todas em inglês. 
fazem mais do que a página do Sporting inglês, que não faz nada, como vocês sabem, e portanto vocês fazem mais do que isso, uh, falam em inglês, yeah. e às vezes já vi jornalistas a pegarem nas vossas notícias, uh, porque há alguns jornalistas também aí uh, na América que, que vos seguem e pegam nas vossas notícias, porque têm que vocês dão indicações sobre transferências, principalmente, ou resultados, e pá, isso é fantástico. Portanto, deixa-me aqui lembrar também o grupo Carioca de Unino, que faz, aqui também está a fazer o mesmo percurso no Brasil, que vocês fazem, portanto, vocês são uma inspiração para eles, vocês não sabem uh, isso, mas deixo-vos aqui já um, uma sugestão, porque é que não convidar o grupo Carioca Leonino para vossos convidados? Eles falam português, são brasileiros, ah, está aqui uma excelente interação entre sportinguistas que estão longe e que podem falar de clube. Portanto, Steph, Dani, Sam, Christian e todos os outros que fazem o programa, um grande abraço e um, ah, contem connosco também, pouco precisar. Yeah, claro. Desculpa okay. lá, eu, eu fugi um bocadinho, eu não sei, o computador está um bocadinho velho, o internet, mas já yeah, vejo também se tens algumas Yeah, I will say some words in English, sorry for my English, but I will say it's not the same way that I express in Portuguese, you know, how, ex how I'm expressing in Portuguese when I talk about sporting, but uh, first of all, congratulations for these three years, it's, I think you, you, you It's an amazing journey for you guys because, um, like João said, being so far away from Portugal and talk every week or every day in the Twitter uh, about sporting, it's 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 some difficult, and and uh, I, I don't even know how it is possible because I, although we are 300 kilometers away from from the stadium from Lisbon. Um, of course, we have our um, we have um, some games near us, so and sometimes we can go to Lisbon. So it's very different from the the kind of sport that you must have and you you should have. And so, congratulations for all the three years and for many years that um, yet to come. Um, passando para português para ser mais para tentar passar aqui uma uma mensagem melhor. Um, o João tirou-me algumas das palavras, é evidente que a distância, a distância, para mim, quando nós fizemos, começamos o Sporting 160, o João começou e depois convidou-nos e começamos a fazer o podcast, um, e quando nós começamos a sentir o apoio de vocês, de outras pessoas de diferentes países, eu vou dizer, eu acho que terá sido das melhores coisas que nós, nós sentimos no, no, no podcast, um, porque foi pá, porque sentir os sportinguistas fora de, de Portugal, falar com pessoas que vivem à distância, que sofrem pá, muito mais do que nós, porque não poder, como o João disse, não poder ir ao estádio com a regularidade que nós podemos, é completamente diferente. E, um, e vocês estão há três anos a falar sobre o Sporting. Um, nos últimos três anos o Sporting tem ganho muito pouco, é inacreditável como é que nós continuamos a ter uma massa associativa e um conjunto de adeptos que não, que, que não abandonou o clube, mesmo olhando para tudo o que se tem passado nestes últimos anos. E esse trabalho que vocês têm feito é, é de enaltecer, é incrível, é muito mais complicado do que, do que o que nós fazemos semanalmente. E nós até... Acho que foi a primeira vez, nós vamos começar o nosso quinto ano de Sporting 160 em Portugal e acho que é a primeira vez que estamos tanto tempo parados porque 
porque tem sido difícil, o último ano foi, 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 foi muito complicado, se não temos tido os convidados, eu não sei se aguentaríamos tanto tempo a falar, porque a certa altura já, era, já nos repetíamos muito nos assuntos e já nos custava, porque o nosso objetivo nunca é falar mal do Sporting, mas às vezes temos que o fazer, não falar mal do clube, mas falar mal das coisas que vão acontecendo, e portanto... Para vocês que estão longe, pá, eu imagino que ainda seja mais complicado, mas é como o João disse, têm feito um trabalho incrível um, e se calhar às vezes uh, poderíamos todos uh, contribuir ainda para, para, para melhorar isto e para, uh, como o João disse, com o grupo brasileiro, com outros grupos que se pudessem juntar, enfim, mas, mas isso também não são as nossas vidas e eu acho que já vamos fazendo muito mais todos em conjunto. Do que, do que se calhar algumas, do que se calhar seria esperado ou expectável ou, ou, ou até que o clube até poderia ajudar em algumas coisas mas infelizmente é, é o que temos e é com isso que temos que viver e nada contra o que é mas, mas, mas acima de tudo agradecer-vos tudo aquilo que vocês têm feito nestes últimos três anos porque, porque, é, porque é fantástico e, e estar fora nós obviamente não, como não estamos não, não conseguimos nem imaginar -se sequer o que isso é, um, e olha, e hoje, quando você, e hoje, e não, já há alguns dias, mas hoje, quando vocês voltaram a falar hoje sobre o programa desta noite, era impossível não estarmos aqui, mesmo já sendo meia-noite, acho que uh, era impossível não estar aqui para vos dar um abraço e um, para dar força para continuarem, porque, porque, como se costuma dizer, o Sporting somos nós, uh, somos nós os adeptos que estamos aqui todos os dias e a viver intensamente e, e se olhássemos racionalmente para as coisas, como eu costumo dizer pá, se calhar já tínhamos desligado de tudo e já tínhamos desligado os podcasts todos e já tínhamos deixado de falar do Sporting porque no final de contas que é os resultados esportivos, aquelas coisas, eles não existem portanto nós continuamos a fazer isto por uma paixão incrível que todos nós, estamos aqui seis que todos nós temos por um, por um clube e que às vezes isto é quase irracional mas é como é, e acho que não conseguimos viver assim isto. Yeah. Obrigado pelas, pelas palavras. E obrigado sempre também para o apoio e tudo assim. Uh, are you guys hearing me, though? I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm having some technical difficulties. Yeah. Is everything yeah. good? Okay, perfect. Yeah. We, can hear you. Uh, We can hear you. Cool, cool. I was just about to start off just right now with uh, the video that João just sent us uh, earlier today. Have everybody else listen to it. Shout out to everybody all. Yeah. Real quick. Um, give me one sec. Let me set this up. Uh, and then, of course, we also have uh, another one from Gabriel um, that we'll set up later on during the day or during the pod. Uh, but anyways, here we go. Congrats, guys. Uh, achievement, three years. Um, this is most important project that we have. And um, I think we will be uh, succeed in this, um, this goal to talk about sporting um, every week. Sporting, parabéns ao Dani, parabéns ao Steph, ao Christian, ao Nando. Uh, por este trabalho maravilhoso que fazem todas as semanas, falar de Sporting e no estrangeiro, viver o Sporting que vocês vivem no estrangeiro, Epá, vocês são os maiores, para mim, vocês são os maiores, um, tenho pena que realmente a que permita falar mais vezes, mas gostaríamos de vos ter mais vezes no Sporting, se vocês conseguissem, 
um, já tivemos cá o staff e portanto fica já para, para termos vocês realmente transpiram Sporting e é muito difícil transpirar Sporting tanta distância Portugal e do Sporting de Lisboa do estádio portanto tudo o que vocês fazem para engrandecer o nome deste grande clube é, é de salutar e vocês são, são realmente bons, sempre equipados com coisas de Sporting a falarem com muito conhecimento e portanto tudo aquilo que que me apraz dizer aqui é que vocês realmente nós gostaríamos de dar mais ajuda não tem sido fácil fica-nos esse lamento nós não conseguimos ajudar mais e participar às vezes nos vossos programas é parte mais mais tenho pena mas não, em, todo, em todo caso estamos cá para vos ajudar com todas as informações porque vocês e eu vou-vos contar aqui uma história um, ainda recentemente, e quando agora vendemos as t-shirts de Sporting 160, nós tivemos pedidos de, de pessoas que não são vocês, que não é o Nuno, por exemplo, mas foram pessoas dos Estados Unidos, de alguma forma nos conhecem graças a vocês, e, e o nome de Sporting é sempre divulgado nos Estados Unidos e no Canadá através de vocês. E, portanto, só vos tenho que mandar aqui um grande abraço para quem estiver a ver, e, porque vocês merecem aqui um... Um abraço especial. Três anos não é fácil, nós sabemos o que é isto. Está sempre aqui a dar a cara e sempre a dar a opinião. E, portanto, um grande abraço e que brevemente um de vocês esteja connosco no Foto 160 para falarmos do nosso clube. Um grande abraço, continuação de um grande programa e mais uma vez, parabéns. Vocês são os maiores. Thank you again, you know, great words. We really do appreciate your, your support and uh, all of that. Also, just a quick note, look at Steph's eyes on that. <laughs> What are you looking at, buddy? Laser focus. Estava admirado assim. É o João Castro no nosso podcast. Já, já. Temos que fazer mais. Temos que fazer aí uns programas cruzados. A seguir a jogos do Sporting. Uma segunda-feira, uma terça, uma quarta, qualquer coisa, pá, não sei. Mas devemos de combinar isso também para trocar pontos de vistas. E um, vocês sabem, nós só regressamos dia 14 de setembro. Eu para já tenho estado completamente desligado. Uma outra coisa, aliás, pela primeira vez voltei a escrever qualquer coisa sobre o esporte. Mas, mas temos assim que começar a nova época. Temos que, temos que cruzar aqui os dois podcasts e, um, e falar aqui sobre os jogos, sobre expectativas que cada um tem para, para esta época que vai começar, porque acho que pode ser, um, acho que pode ser uma, uma boa ideia, todos nós teremos certamente uh, pensamentos diferentes, uh, ou, ou, ou iguais, não, não faço ideia, mas logo veremos, mas acho que podia ser uma, uma boa forma de, de começarmos a, também a, a próxima, para nós a próxima temporada e para vocês que, estão, que, estão, que têm estado sempre praticamente não pararam. Um, para fazer aqui uma, 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 uma integração entre os dois podcasts. Oh, Steph, nós vamos ter, vou-vos dar aqui em primeira mão, nós vamos ter um programa, vamos ter uma participação especial num dos nossos próximos programas, que é a visão de um apanha-bolas do Sporting. Portanto, nós vamos ter aqui uma visão de um apanha-bolas do Sporting, para nos dar uma visão diferente do que é um jogo do Sporting e como é que os apanha-bolas vivem esses jogos. Portanto, fica aqui também um exclusivo, não anunciamos ele lá nenhum e decidi anunciar aqui para vocês terem esse exclusivo. Portanto, nós vamos ter um, 
umas, umas declarações e uma entrevista a um apanha-bolas do Sporting para nos dar uma perspectiva completamente diferente do que é um jogo de Sporting. Como é que se vive um jogo de Sporting ali junto às linhas e não podia intervir. Vocês imaginem, se fosse jogador de Sporting, apanha-bolas entrava dentro do campo, não é? Não havia pode <risos> Tirava lá o bombear e não tinha mato. Mas, portanto, eu, eu, eu roubava a bola logo. <risos> os apanha-bola são, são jogadores não. da formação do Sporting, não? Não, não, não. Às vezes entram uns minutos no campo com eles, mas depois os apanha-bolas não. Os apanha-bolas não, normalmente são, são outros, não, 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 são, não fazem parte. Eu, eu acho que os apanha-bolas do Sporting, os minutos da formação do Sporting só são apanha-bolas, acho que eu, na academia. Nem Talvez. Alvalade, não. Nem Alvalade okay. são, mesmo, são mesmo miúdos contratados ou arranjados através de passatempos ou algo do género. Depois ele vai contar a história e é interessante, por acaso. Mas não, não são. Foi também uma boa questão que nós fizemos, mas não é. Então, os apanha-bolas é um trabalho em si? É, são pagos para apanhar as bolas? Não me digas Pagos isso. é que eu não tenho dúvidas. <risos> Quer dizer, se o caso forte, se calhar são pagos. Ainda não receberam, mas se calhar até são pagos. Se calhar, se calhar são do Braga. São do Braga, lá. São do Braga, são do Braga. Está <risos> bom, está bom. So, Danny, what's the next topic? Do you have the video for, from Gabriel or no? I'm a little, I'm struggling on this end, but um, we'll wish, uh, I don't want to keep them too long here, uh, seeing as it is midnight, almost 12.30 out there. So, Pedro João, thank you again for everything. Thank you for joining us today. Um, obrigado pelo apoio por, nos últimos três anos uh, temos sempre e, uh, e yeah, fica aí aquela, aquela challenge, aquela ideia no ar vamos, vamos fazer isso we'll see each other okay. soon yeah. okay. Okay. ok ok guys, thank you have a nice program, bye bye see nice you soon thank you guys thank you. Okay. Um thank you. obrigado João, obrigado Pedro um abraço um abraço Obrigado, obrigado. Ok. Uh, uh, oh, I don't think... Uh, what's going on over here? Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, let's go to uh, somebody else who was uh, a big part of the podcast uh, for a little while, who's technically really still part of the team as well. Uh, we're going to join our boy. Our, our boy Patrick is all joining from the UK. What's up, Patrick? Thanks How's for waiting going? with us for a little bit there. You know, a little 30 minute. I was watching the Tottenham uh, little uh, all in uh, series and it reminded me of the time that uh, Eric Dyer was substituted in like the second minute. I forget <laughs> what game that was now. This is basically what it is, you know? We're, we're subbing in Ericsson for Dyer. <laughs> uh, but how's it going tonight, bro? Yeah, not too bad, obviously. Um, big occasion for the podcast and. It's always been a pleasure to be part of it, so I had to, had to roll through for this one. Sounds good, sounds good. A little, uh, little time lapse off if we uh, went into um, our, like a quick little a quick little mention of uh, what to us or not. Uh, I don't know if we want to do that or not. Just a thought. I, I, can, quickly, I can quickly start. If, uh, oh, I'm lagging. Uh, am I back? You're back, man. Your, your Canadian internet sucks. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Now we can. It was weird the last, like, 10... No, said the last you know what it is? You know what it is? 
<laughs> this la this this laptop's really old, I think, and it's just losing it right now. Uh, I was just saying, just quickly mention uh, our thoughts on uh, like I can start it off like uh, what I felt about the the podcast the last three years. You know, I, I do think it's a huge accomplishment. It, it was, uh, I mean, of course, three years ago, Steph and Sam started, and then maybe a month or two after, I, I got on and, and jumped the and jumped on, and uh, you know, it, it's. I, I love it only not only is it's like a super fun hobby for me and something that you know I can always not you know always talk and, and give my opinion about the team that I've loved in life uh, but now more so than ever where uh you know not to always talk about the this administration but now more so than ever when they're trying to silence fans I think um us along with Spartan One City on along with our Twitter page we at least uh give a voice uh to the fans that otherwise wouldn't and I think us more importantly especially as uh we're a super neat as we're like an english-speaking spartan podcast and uh yeah man i mean it this this podcast uh podcast this last years of uh have been very special with uh with this podcast alongside uh i don't know if you guys want to be sentimental at all or if i'm just fucking over here blabbing like <laughs> no that's no, fine it's... man it, it seems like you, you need a hug but or yeah something. or we can just go straight into the Oh, we can go into uh, the questions real quick. What, uh, let, let Chris, well, I don't know what that is, but yeah. yeah. What is that? Let, let Chris uh, speak his mind too about uh, ahead, how, Chris. He was, how he was yeah. recruited, recruited so, to uh, the podcast. So basically, I had listened to the podcast, the Sporting Updates podcast. Um, I had interacted with Twitter page. And just one one day, they I think you guys might you guys either Steph or Danny asked me to to come on to to fill in for somebody, um, not even just like a, as a guest. And then um, I guess I just kept maybe it was a guest one more time, and then you guys were like, "Do you want to just keep doing this?" And I was like, "Sure." I mean, I'm basically tweeting about sporting on my own account exclusively, anyways, responding to you guys. Um, interacting with other sporting fans like i mean i might as well so i mean it's been it's been really fun for me it, it's definitely like a big you know pastime of mine i love getting on here and interacting with all you guys every day on the twitter page and you know basically like once a week i would say with you guys on here and you know ever since we came to this new platform here on youtube it's been it's been even better i think because we can engage with you guys in real time so i'm it's even better um, but I mean, basically, you know, for me, if, if I know not every sporting fan speaks Portuguese, I mean, a lot do obviously, um, but not, but not everyone does. Um, you can, maybe you're born in the States here to immigrant parents and you, you didn't speak it growing up or you're just, you know, I know we have plenty of fans with, with, with no connection to, to Portugal there. They live in, you know, Germany or, or Jordan, for example, they're just, are sporting fans for whatever reason. So I think that English is a, is more of a universally spoken language. So, I mean, if, if me tweeting out news uh, in English about sporting helps even, you know, one person get news that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to understand. then uh, basically my mission is complete because, you know, I'm helping someone else learn about sporting. I mean, that's like the main thing that I care about. Right. So um, the fact that, you know, we interact with, you know, hundreds of people every day, uh, it just makes that makes it totally worth it. Um, and yeah, like Danny said, especially during this time, clubs been turbulent for a couple of years now. 
I think us being a consistent voice through it all is important. And um, I hope that, you know, at least some, some people out there can get value from it. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I, I think I left you again. <laughs> Not I think, I definitely did. No, no, <laughs> we, we can still see you. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, I don't know where we go from there because I just missed uh, the last, like, five minutes. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, we could just we can go into preseason unless Pat or Sam wants to say anything else. For sure. Well, the, really quick, Pat and Sam, they both came. We met each other on the Foodie podcast. I'm, I'm glad that Sam reminded me. And uh, that, that, that was the, done by Pedro. He was the uh, the host from Portugal, and with Cynthia, which uh, she's a, she's our good friend, Befiquista, one of the only ones I like. Um, <laughs> there's not too many, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we had a great show actually, um, and that's what I met also Patrick, and uh, and then we came together with the Sporting Updates UK, and then. We we went forward with that, and and then Chris was a, an invite from uh, from Twitter, and then he did the same thing. I saw you guys being totally involved with the with our account, and then I said, let me let me start recruiting people because we need more and more people. And um, lately, I know Chris has been doing a lot of work with Twitter and uh, and Danny. Uh, I can I know by now who's tweeting. Uh, the tweets. Uh, I know it because everyone has a different style. <laughs> that yeah. <guy>. So ninety <laughs> percent of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you you keep it moving and the way yeah. it should be. And because uh, one day you're going to be burned out, and I'll pick up the slack, and Danny will pick up the slack, Sam will pick up the slack, Patrick will pick up the slack. It, it really doesn't even feel like work to me, to be honest. Or it's just you know I'm on Twitter anyways. I'm just sitting in my apartment. I live alone these days. Like, what the hell else am and, I going to well, That's why. Wait until you get married, and then uh, things will change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I should be good for uh, at least a decade. <laughs> and then once you have kids, like my son, this new generation, puta culpa de Uh Anyway, so Patrick, anything, anything you want to say, uh, buddy? Um, no, I just um, obviously want to once again add to uh, the value of a podcast like this. It's so important to have something where um, like fans like us can vent our daily uh, frustrations or come together in, in jubilation over a, a simple thing like football. Um, it's always important to have this sort of hub um, for us to talk about things, to uh, you know, uh, talk uh, about tactics or, or good, bad results. And not only that, to build a community off that. So the conversation can expand from not just us for us five or it can go for our, you know however many fans and followers that we have it's always important to have um this sort of platform um available um and also um most importantly in, in an english platform because we are talking about a club like sporting i know sometimes um it can be very easy to just attach sporting to like a portuguese um uh, demographic but you know the Portuguese community is, is out there in numbers all across the world so it's important to cover all those sort of bases and I think um, what Sporting EN does 
uh, is just that you know we, we cover a very solid and important um, uh, base which is the, the English side of sporting um, and yes yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, to be part of the project sounds great dude um, yeah we'll jump right into the, uh, the Twitter questions unless I miss Sam Sam did we miss you uh, no, but if I, I'll add something if you don't mind. Um, of course. So I'm just looking at the comments here and all the tweets we get. I recognize some names like Johnny, like Lauren. I mean, there's so many people that interact with us daily. And it's you guys that make us do what we do. Like, we appreciate all the support. We've been through two Twitter accounts. One, I believe, had 3,000 followers before it was suspended, yeah. or maybe 2,000. Four. 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 Yeah. 4,000 before Sport TV fucked yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. TV, yeah. but um, yeah, four four thousand <laughs> followers. Now we're back at two thousand, and it's all thanks to to Steph, Danny, Patrick, Christian, even people who have helped us in the the past who aren't a part of the, the podcast but still interact. You know, we've got the two Brunos. You've got people that I'm gonna miss, but it's the fans Nando. that really help. Fernando, yep, yeah, Nando, and there's there's so many people that make this podcast as it is. So thank you to you guys, thank you to the fans, and here's to three more years, boys. Facts. And then three turns into another, another three turns into another 30. And then next thing you know, we're all in retirement homes, still doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> and we still haven't won the league. <laughs> oh, exactly. <man. laughs> Don't even say that. Um, all right, let's just jump right into the Twitter questions then. Uh, first one comes from another former guest, uh, Joel Da Silva at Leon underscore 073. He says, first of all, congrats to many more years to come. Thank you, bro. Um, then he asks, so with the likes of Goza, Sturridge, Alexander Pato, or even Mandzukic available on a free transfer. This is this is already starting crazy. Uh, and Sparta needing more experience up front. Would it be wise to bring any of those players in? Um let me take this one. I, it would it would be wise. Will it ever happen? I doubt it. We don't have any money apparently now. I'd take Mandzukic. I don't know about any of those other guys. I take Sturridge. Yeah, I take Sturridge. Sturridge, Sturridge would give us. He'd Sturridge? give us a solid like. He'd give us a sto- a solid month and a half before he's injured for the rest. Bro, of the wasn't season. he linked to like Chicago Fire, bro? <laughs> and didn't he play like oh. ten games in Turkey like last year? I mean, what did he even do? That might have been two years ago. I have no idea where he even is these days. Yeah, no, definitely. A, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. You don't don't slander the MLS around me because I'd still have Freddie. No, Montero I back. mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, we need like three strikers, so I we mean. do, we do. Listen, I would, I wouldn't mind picking up any of those guys. Even Goza, I mean, he's had his best years are behind them, but. Let's uh, our rivals have some Germans in their team, you know. Let's let's rival them with a World Cup winner, right? We ain't but, got no uh, money, bro. We'll have to sell exactly. Our, we'll have to sell our lion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it would be wise, but it'll be very unlikely. Um, next question comes in from our boy Matt Piva at Casa, or at M Piva on Twitter, M Piva Seven. Again, he says, first off, congrats on the milestones. Thank you very much. Uh, always enjoy listening in and participating when I can with you guys. And I look forward to talking, sparting with you. Uh, my question is, do you guys think Tiak Tumaj, what do you guys think of Tiak Tumaj? Uh, was Ruben Amurin right in choosing him over uh, Pedro Minj? Uh, do you think Pot is the real deal? Patrick, I'll give that one to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tiak Tumaj, dude? 
Um, well, it was interesting because just yesterday when the game was on, I posed the question uh, to the group just just to uh, see what the general opinions on um, on the on the guy was. And uh, personally, for me, like I'm not a hundred percent convinced on on just how good he is. Um, uh, but you know, there are good signs there. He's got he's got a bit of mobility, a little bit of technical ability uh, to him as well. Sometimes he picks the wrong choices when on the ball um but generally you know he's he's someone who um you know yeah he, he has scope he's a young player he has scope to develop he's coming into the team it is a, it is a, an interesting time for him so i guess um we just got to see like how he settles in um but you know the, the jury's still out i think um both of him i'd feel the same way if Pedro Minj was in his position. They're different kind of strikers, um, like 1v1. Um, but, you know, we just got to give it time. I'm not sure he'll have a huge role. I'm not expecting it. Um, but, you know, he could surprise us all. Um, but one thing I will say from the end of last season um, to the start of pre-season, I know it's only pre-season and we played a pretty poor bonus just yesterday. But I will say that I think Tiago Tomas looks considerably better than he did in the little cameos that he had towards the end of the season. Um, Agreed. That that would be my take on him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And Sam, I'll give you that second part. What do you think of Eric? Do you think Pot is the real deal? I don't want to overhype the guy, and I don't want to get excited. But he was great at Familia Cal, and he's. I think he's going to be great for us. But there's one thing. It's a rule I live by. And you have to wait at least four months before judging a signing. Because you remember Bruno Cesar on his first game scored two. And I know he's loved throughout the, the sporting fan base, but he wasn't the best. And he scored two. Even Ruben Ribeiro on his debut was fantastic. But I think he's got to have a little bit of time setting to the team. He's very versatile. He can play anywhere. I see the comparisons to Bruno Fernandes, and I'm not sure. I think he can be a great player for us, but I don't think he will top Bruno Fernandes. But... Obviously, I'm holding out hope, and right now he seems like the real deal. I also noticed. I don't know if it's uh, if it's gonna stay that way, but uh, he also had uh, number 28 on his jersey. Who, uh, if you guys recall, also is Ronaldo's number, Bas Dost's number, formerly <laughs> of Sporting. So, uh, you know, at I least mean, it's not gotta number be his number, right? He's not. Geez, Listen, he's not I I think so too. And if, if in in all honesty, I. More, I prefer players having number twenty-eight in there as a Sporting player than uh, number seven, because <laughs> in recent history, number twenty-eight has been way better than a number seven. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, next question comes in from David Claudio at David Strife thirty-five. Um, he asks, um, "Do you think Max will leave Sporting in the in this transfer market? Do you guys like Tiak Tumash? Keep up your awesome work, guys. Thank you very much, David. Uh, Steph, I'll pass that one to you, dude." Do you think I think I've been very vocal on it? I think Chris is starting to uh to sort of see the light of day where I've been saying for the last few months. Do you think Max will leave this transfer market? Well, before I say anything, I kind of missed the English English accent from Patrick and Sam. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I know it's too it was too American for a little it bit. It was too American for <laughs> North American, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for God's sake, they do speak proper English. Um <laughs> So, yeah, with that said, uh, well, I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he stays. And uh, the only w reason why he would leave, uh, I think he would be to make more money. That's obvious. 
And if he feels like he's uh, being treated like shit, uh, because uh, lately, Sporting has done a phenomenal uh, job in treating players that were that, that, that were brought up in our academy, and they've been treating them like shit. And um, if he gets, if his agent gets a good proposal from a, a bigger club or a club that can pay him more, we were supposed to renew with him a while ago, and we still haven't renewed with him. I think he makes ninety thousand euros per per year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Adan, here he comes, Adan, at thirty-three years old, Spanish goalie, and he makes ten times more. So <laughs> I feel sorry for Maxi. Uh, so I hope he stays, but I hope Sporting also gives gives him a good salary, the one he deserves. Um, the second question was what? What was the portion? The uh, do you like Tiago Tomas? Of course, uh, I've been following him since he was uh, juvenile, under seventeen. I knew he was going to be a great player. Uh, he scored a lot of goals. He was champion of uh, uh, for Sporting under 15, under 17. I'm sure about that. I don't even need to check it because his name always came about. He scored always scored a lot of goals in the in the formation. So it was. It, it's just a matter of time, and you can see uh, his level of confidence when he plays on the pitch, uh, in front of the cameras, the way he expresses himself. Uh, to me, that counts a lot too, and. Um, and the way he plays in a collective way, he's not selfish. And you could see it against yesterday's game against Bolinz. Um, he was impeccable. Uh, he just needs more time. When I'm not expecting him to be Jesus Christ, for God's sake. Uh, but he needs more time. I think he'll be better than Plata. Uh, I mean, I've been patient with Plata. But uh, again, when we need him to kill, to kill the game and to, to score the third goal, he doesn't do it. He's taking a little bit too long. Uh, for someone that uh, we 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 have high hopes, uh, but that's it. Uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, we also have a question coming in from Gonzalo do SCP on Twitter. Um, he asks, "What's your opinion about Ristovsky's post and his new role this season?" Um, I'll even throw in: Is he going to stay this season? Of course, we got Poru at the right wing. We got Ristovsky. Um, maybe another youngster, we'll see. But Christian, what are your thoughts on that? What did you think of Ristovsky's post? Uh, of course, about him getting captaincy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw it. Um, I mean, it's it's truthfully been a wild ride for that guy, to be honest. And it seemed like he was for sure going to be offloaded in this window. He was linked to Wolfsburg. Um, I haven't heard anything about that in a while. I mean, he got his marching orders, it seemed like. And, like, he was borderline about to be one of those. Like, he was almost in the Elori, Rozier, um, you know, all those guys club, just hanging out at Alcochet um, with the B team. Um, but, I mean, the fact that he's stuck out this long at Sporting, four years, um, as, like, Bruno Fernandes said, he's a Macedonian, and he clearly loves the club. So, I mean, any Macedonian that loves my club, I'll respect them. So... <laughs> I think his role this season is like locker room father because it's just a very young locker room. There's really not that many players that are over 30. I think Risto just turned 30 himself. So he might be kind of a clown, but he's a veteran on the team. <laughs> so I think that as a more senior player on the team, I mean, so senior that he's running the armband, um, 
I think his role is just more more so a mentor because if if any of you guys watch the Bulldogs sad game, hopefully his role doesn't involve him actually playing that much because <laughs> he. <laughs> I used to defend him, but he's becoming borderline indefensible at this point. His play has just gotten worse over time. And, I mean, the one the one ball where it was like a three-on-two and he just panicked and, and crossed it out of bounds, that, that pretty much sums up Rostovsky. Um, but, I mean, he's a great guy, and it seems like he's here to stay. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with that, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next question from uh, Lauren, um, or Chip, formerly known as Chip, uh, Cantonus Chip, I should say, at Lauren <laughs> Yano on Twitter. Uh, she asks, first of all, put a range, guys. Uh, thank you, of course. Which is which new signing are you uh, are you ex- are most excited about? Which area do you think we still need to address? Is Porar good enough to lead the line long term? Here's to the next three years of the podcast. Cheers, cheers, Lauren. Thank you very much for your question and the uh, put a bench. Um, I'll answer the the first one. I'll answer the uh, the most excited about. Uh, I think it's obvious. I think we can all agree it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be I'm Fidal sure. after giving away that uh, penalty. Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Adan, the goalkeeper. No, <laughs> no, it has to be Pot. Pot, you know, winning Young Player of the Year um, for last season with Family Keung really showed some bright spots. Uh, it doesn't hurt that there's a clip also floating around on Twitter where uh, Benfica score against Family Kell and he calls them a bunch of filha da putas. That also <laughs> helps. Uh, but uh, overall, he's looking like a he's looking like a stud already. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think we can all agree Pedro Gonçalves is is the one we have our eyes on uh, the most. Patrick, what do you think? Uh, what area do we need to address the most? You think? Um, I think. In 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 this, uh, well, I would say someone to play in between the lines again, just like uh, Pedro Gonçalves is showing that he's got the capabilities of doing. Um, but the thing is, when it's just one player doing that, you know, it's, it's the same thing that we had with uh, Bruno Fernandes all over again, really, isn't it? It's always if there's just one player, it's very easy to then try and mark that player out. And uh, obviously, I don't want to compare Bruno Gonçalves, but with Bruno Fernandes, you know, Bruno Fernandes is a top, top quality player. So, in in my opinion, I think Bart will find it a lot more difficult with that sort of attention attached to him. So, we definitely need someone on the other wing that can do a similar kind of work. Or maybe the secret, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about bringing in a striker. Um, and we've seen in the pre-season already how mobile the front three are. Uh, Jovan's are popping up through the middle. I wonder whether... Um, Vieto has a say in this lineup still as a false mm. nine sort of thing. Um, I think that could be an interesting player uh, that Amorim could, you know, hopefully pick up his confidence and we, we will start seeing the Vieto um, that once existed in the times of, you know, Racing and uh, Villarreal. Uh, I'll be, I'll be hopeful. Um, but we said, I think we certainly, and to be safe, we certainly need another option there. I know we signed Nunsanch, um, but I think uh, I I don't find Nunsanch as fluid, for example, as uh, Pedro Gonçalves. I think we need another player in that sort of mould that can that can uh, you know work in tangent with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And the last part of this question, I'll ask to. 
to uh, a, a former guest, an unofficial part of the of the of the group <laughs> of the chat. Yeah. New York's finest, might I add, Johnny <laughs> Senero. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> How we... What's up, brother? What's up, man? Talking sport thing right now. Yo, dude. I just wanted to. I wanted to ask. Do you think Sporar can lead the line uh, long term, dude? Sporar, yeah. Nah, he's he. I have faith in Sporar. I have faith in Sporar. He'll, he's definitely going to come through this year. He's going to score some goals. He's going to have better service in the box for him. Um, yeah. I know he's not. I know he's not. Maybe not that fast, but I feel like he's kind of underratedly fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks like he's trying really hard when he's running it. So, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. But he doesn't have like that that like sudden like quick burst where you're like, Whoa, he got to the wall. Yeah. Like you know, so but yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about Sparrow right there. I agree. I agree. Uh before I ask you, Johnny, what you thought of our preseason, let me just quickly address uh our last Twitter question from our boy Abdallah from uh from Jordan at Armuti ninety two. He says, congratulations, guys, and thank you for helping non-Portuguese fans following Sparthing and everything the club do. I hope I can catch the podcast, even the timing, which is not appropriate for me. My question is, do you think Sparthing can qualify at least uh, to UCL next season? Actually, Johnny, that one will be for you, dude. Uh, because I, I honestly don't think I know a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A more, hope, not hopeful, a more uh, positive-thinking Spartanista than optimistic. you on Twitter. Optimistic. Thank you. The English failing me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Next season, UCL? For us? Oh, With, man. All it, needs, uh, all it takes is uh, third place for a playoff. Yeah. No, we can do it. We can do it. We just got to – you got to – I think we just got to follow the Amorim blueprint and just, just follow his – he seems like he knows what he's doing. I trust him. So – and the player's just going to react to him because he's young. The players are young. It's just going to – I think it's just going to, you know, be a good marriage this season. I agree. I agree. I think I, I think, I think we'll get third. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, the, I'm probably one of the most pessimistic people, but quality yeah. – we're not lacking quality, I don't think. I uh, mean, anyway. if, you, if you ask – I mean – you could say Porto hasn't reinforced themselves at all this offseason, but they've also really haven't lost anyone. Um, I know that that's basically keeping a title-winning side together and then adding Tademi to it. I feel like there's maybe more departures to come there, as is at Sporting. Um, but I I don't think we've closed the gap enough to pass Porto. I, I, same with Benfica, who's also reinforced heavily. Um, but, I mean... Braga thinks Nico Gaetan's about to pop off. I'm going to tell them ahead of time that that's not going to happen. <laughs> so if that's their marquee signing, I think we've reinforced them ourselves better than they have. So I think we can get third also. Yeah. Um, all right, Johnny, uh, quickly before yeah, I, I hopefully get, uh, get Lauren or somebody on as well. What were your thoughts so far of, uh, of this preseason? Uh, to be honest, I didn't see the second game, but, we're looking all right. I mean, what do you want? I mean, we're winning, you know? Shit. Facts. You know? 
It's, it's a good start. It's a good start. We didn't win a single game the entire preseason last year, so exactly. we've already won. We, we, we've been, we had <laughs> terrible preseasons in the past, like, so it's good to it's good to see that starting off right in the preseason. I'm wondering, is anybody really catching your eye out there so far? Uh, any of the new guys, even any of the older guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? Poro. Yeah, Poro. Poro, yeah. he's doing his thing. Um, I like him. I have, I think he's gonna be good for us. Um. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't see the second game. I caught the highlights. But, yes, Farrar scored. He did good. Uh, uh, Goncalves is nice. I mean, I mean, you can't complain right now. You got the young guys, you know, they're bubbling right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't yeah, agree man. more. I'm, I'm feeling nice, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of <laughs> wavy right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, thanks for got, joining I us. I just got home. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, oh, see Steph. Oh, for my bad, bro. What's up, Steph? No, no, no. I just want to say what's up, Steph. What's up, Johnny? Yes. Happy birthday, Steph. I don't <laughs> Hey, yeah, thank man. you. Thank you. I'm only 48 years old. My father, he called me from Portugal. He's like, oh, better bring feed you. So you're 43? 43. I wish. <laughs> oh, I'm 48. Man. Yeah, I just spoke to my grandparents yesterday, so, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good, yeah. yeah. Good. Thank you, man. You look good. You look good, Johnny. You lost some yeah. weight. You've been working yeah, out. You've been working that. out. Yeah, sure. Nah, you know what? I've been eating right. That's what it is. I've just been eating right. Nice. And just, yeah. Facts. Yeah, man. Good. Appreciate good. you, yeah, bro. Man. We appreciate you joining us as always, bro. Likewise, man. Likewise. Likewise. Thank Ciao, you so bro. much, bro. Later. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Okay. Later. Until next, next time. See you soon. Um, Damn. You cut, know, you cut him off. I'm so like bad this. with this, man. <laughs> I am so bad with this. I did the same with, with uh, José Costa George when we had him on. Like, <laughs> click the button. I'm sorry, Johnny. I swear. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, anyways, yeah, Sam, I was going to ask you, what were your thoughts so far of, uh, of this preseason? I'm going to be that guy and I'm sorry, but it is only preseason. I, I just don't like getting my hopes up about sporting ever. You know, the last time I got my hopes up was the Europa League against, um, Istanbul. When we won that first leg, I was like, we, we're going to win it. And then we lost the next game. So that, that game, to be fair, didn't even seem real as it was unfolding. Like yeah. it, as I was watching it, it just it, it it's like the final whistle ended on that PK that basically ended it. Like it didn't really feel real until it was fully over, and it was like that just happened. But it was yeah. anything <laughs> that could have went wrong went wrong. It was just one of those games. But um, I mean, I am hopeful. What I've seen so far is good. But as I said, it's preseason. Everyone is in the same boat, really, coming back from. A, a bit of a layoff but what i've seen the new signings um have have done well like pote we've said pedro poro is exciting i think uh, to me even people i know they clown adan but i think he could be even as a backup be like what um salam was to Dori patricio or or marcelo boek just that influence in the changing rooms that we need like that that captive that we need 
Um, Fedal as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him, which I didn't know. Did you guys know he was linked to Liverpool in January? Which I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, if Liverpool want him, he, he must be good. But um, <laughs> as of right, as of right now, I think I am. I want to be positive, but this is Sporting Club de Portugal. When can we ever be positive? Ever, even. 15-16, I believe it was, when we were two points off the title. Again, I was like, we're going to win it. We didn't. So I'm hopeful, but I don't want to be too hopeful. So so hopefully hopefully this this goes on into the actual season. And, you know, I support Ruben Amorim 100%. I know he used to be an MPR. He was their captain. But we need to support the team right now, even the new signings. I see Nuno Santos get a bit of stick. I mean, we to have to... Said- I, I agree with you, man. They, they, we shouldn't shit on them until they deserve it, right? There's no point in shitting on them ahead of time. If Nuno yeah. Santos is shite, we can give it to him all he deserves it then. But premature, it's not. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. I just think we've got to give them a chance, you know. Um, if we were the same like we are now, Fuentes when he came from Sunderland, he was awful. One of the be- the worst defenders in the league, and you know he turned out to be one of our most important players. But I think we've just got to give the management a chance and give the players a chance, the new players and the old players. I think we have to be united as a as a fan base. So hopefully that happens. And hopefully when fans are let back in the stadium, we're just as loud as we have been before. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just so, just for the sake of us not really... Uh, or actually, Patrick, I'll also ask you what are your thoughts on the preseason. But more importantly, I want to ask you what are what are your thoughts on the two wingers we we signed Nuno Santos and uh, well, I guess Pedro Gonçalves is more of a midfielder but Nuno Santos and, and Pedro Gonçalves really I think it's safe to say are more are two more exciting signings but what are your thoughts on that and, and how do you think they can elevate uh, Sporting next season? Um, well, um, in terms of preseason, I think I speak for everyone um, um, when I say that there's obviously I wouldn't say like flat out excitement but intrigued to see. You're always intrigued to see the new faces and see how they settle in. So um, each one of them, you know, Pedro Pojo um, is an interesting player. He did very well um, at Raya Vallecano, at Girona, at Valladolid. Um, He's an interesting um, capture, I think, for Sporting, who can certainly do very well at that wing-back role. Um, Pedro Gonçalves, we've all mentioned already. Um, And I think Nuno Sanchez follows uh, on uh, very uh, nicely. Um, he's He's a player who knows the league very well. Um, he's a different type of player to Pedro Gonçalves. I think he's more, um, he's more of a regimented winger. Um, he'll probably prefer to play on his favoured foot out on the left rather than cutting in uh, from the right. Um, but I think in the sort of system that we do play, he will start off on the right. It sort of makes more sense um, for that to for that to happen. Um, uh, and it will just be about how long it takes for him to adapt to that sort of style. Um, and once he does, I think he can offer something uh, very interesting again um, uh, f- for the sporting uh, uh, for the sporting side under Muri. Um, you know, we just got to be a little bit more patient. I know in, the problem with Nuno Sanchez is obviously an expert in FIFA player, and he's got that attached to him. So I feel like every single bad game that he has. Like every single bad game that he turns in, it's going to get magnified simply because of his historical con- um, his historical attachment to Benfica, and we can't fall into that trap. We have to, you know, let the boy just pl- just play, just play, get those 
um, and teething issues out of um, out of his game. Let him soak in uh, what Amorini wants him to do, and I'm I'm sure that he'll be uh, a nice addition to have um, uh, in the sporting team. I, I, I see a lot of comparison to like Diego Capel, for example, and he was like a he was an interesting player. Sometimes he'd play really well. Sometimes, obviously, he'd be a little bit predictable, and uh, and it was what it was. But um, I think. In in a general aspect, I think he Capel was a decent player, and I think Nunesanch can obviously bring that um, into the sporting squad as well. But hopefully, a little bit more consistent, of course. But um, I think he's an interesting capture, just like Pedro Gonçalves. Pedro Gonçalves is obviously way out ahead, um, but you know, let, let, let's not write anyone off at this stage. They're all. I'm all. In, I'm intrigued to see how everyone fits in. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Steph. My question on this preseason for you is uh, it'll go towards our back line, really. Um, we got a new goalkeeper in Adan. Uh, we got Pedro Poru as well, right back. We got Fidal, center back, along uh, a long transfer saga, if you will. Um, a potent- Do you think we should go- maybe go for another center back as well, seeing as now Bro, you just left in the back? Out our marquee signing, our marquee left back signing. You're just going to forget oh, him. Like that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> How did I forget about Antunes? My bad. Um yeah, just wondering what you thought about what you thought about those signings there, stuff. Um, it's it's a good mix of um experienced uh, players. They've been around uh, the black once or twice in uh, very competitive leagues, uh, such as Antunes. Um Fidal is an international of uh Morocco. So it, it's it's players that will bring quality and the experience that we need in our club, in our locker room, no balneario. Um uh, and then, uh, as well, he played in a in a one of the biggest clubs in Europe, Atletico Madrid. Uh, always fighting for the uh, Spanish title. Always, always fighting in the Champions League. Uh, they go pretty far each season. Um, uh, Toro is is a up and coming. I'm excited to see him. Um, I don't judge uh, uh, players uh, just because they had. Uh, one bad game. I wait a little bit, like Sam said, four months or so. You you have to give them time. They just got into the club. It's a it's a different country, different language, different culture, different league, different way of playing. You you came from a British league, which the 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 pace is a little bit faster than in the Portuguese league. Uh, we're more tactical. We play in a different way than British teams. So it takes time to assimilate the the coach's idea. But so far, you know. I see the idea behind uh, the pieces uh, of the puzzle they, they've gotten. Um, and I'm going to give the credit to, to uh, I think, Ruben Emuring. He's the one who said, hey, I want this player, this player, this player. Or, or, or maybe he was given a list and he had to pick from that list uh, with the money that we have or don't have. If I don't think we'll ever pay them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like it, Don. Uh, like like Sam said, good good backup to Maxi, but don't don't be surprised if he steals Maxi's uh, job because he is full of experience. And I saw him against uh, Portimonense, uh, and um, he played quite well um, when he came up when he came on the. Um, uh, Toro, like I said, let's give him some time. 
Um, I think physically he's not there yet. That's what I saw. He was a little bit like exhausted after the, the, the these two games. Um, Fedal, he's getting used to Kovac. He's getting used to Net. He's getting used to Inacio. He's getting used to uh, Quaresma, and, and all that, all, all those dynamics, routines. Uh, it takes time. Uh, you know, we we wanted to be today, but it takes time. And then Tunes, I'm not going to cut him out. I think he'll be a good backup. Uh, my guy is Nun Mensch. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. He's a baller. He's a butt. Let's be totally honest. Is he going to play every game? No, because it's a long season. We're talking about um, how many games? 34 games in the Portuguese league, then X amount of games in Tasa Portugal, X amount of games in the League Cup, X amount of games in Liga Europa. So, Six games I mean, Yeah, Yeah. But the thing is, it's a lot of games, a long season. So, it does matter that we have Antunes. He'll be potentially the backup for, for Nun Mens. We still have Borja as well on the left wing. Uh, I'm not counting Acuna anymore. He's gone. But I think they were decent sign-ins. And let's give it some time. I'm, I'm a, a big supporter of uh, let's let's uni be united again. Let's give Ruben Amorim a chance. I hate Verandas. Don't get confused. <laughs> Let's give our manager a chance and the team. But if Veranda quit it tomorrow, I'll, I'll be the happiest Portuguese in town. Uh, I don't think he's fit for the club. He's too obnoxious. He's too arrogant. And I, I don't like presidents like that. I like presidents that that close with charisma with the fans. And he doesn't have those qualities. His qualities are to be as, as distant as possible from the fans. He's basically taking a, a big dump on us. He doesn't care about us that much. Um, and call me dumb or something. I just paid my cottage until December 2021. Me, my father, and my son. I don't know. I just did it. But that's my way of showing how much I love sporting and uh, how I support my sporting. I, I look at the big picture and not uh, of the, uh, the people I dislike. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing it for Sporting Portugal, and I don't do it for Verandas. Oh, for the league for them, which I hate a lot, a lot, <laughs> a whole yeah. lot. Don't worry, <laughs> if you're dumb, I'm dumb. I'm dumb too. I uh, when they were doing the renumas I also paid until uh, till December 2020 or January 2020. <laughs> Nunca mais, meu amigo. Nunca mais. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be joined by a special viewer or a special listener, a special friend, uh, Lauren. Lauren, how you doing? I am good. How are you? We're all good. We're all good. Just wanted to get your two cents on uh, what you thought of um, or what you think uh, next year has in store for Sporting. And of course, thank you for, for joining us at Sporting 160. It's been a long time coming. It has. Um, no, congratulations massively on three years. It's amazing. Definitely the best podcast in the world, without a doubt. Sick. Sick. Thank I'll take you. it. Thank you, Lauren. Honestly, <laughs> how else would I be learning my Portuguese? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. No, um, yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts for next season? What do you think we can? Uh, where do you think we'll finish? And do you think we even have a chance to win the league? An optimistic third. I have, I have to be optimistic every year. Um, I don't think we'll get close to winning the league. 
to be fair. Mm-hmm. I think with Benfica bringing JJ back, as well as making like signings like Vertonghen as well, and Porto just keeping their players, I don't think that we'll, we'd have done enough to close the gap, enough to have a title challenge, to be fair. But I can definitely see us finishing third, at the very least, and hopefully having yeah. a better run in European football, as usual. Until we get knocked out by some stupid team again. Yeah. <laughs> some Romanian team, right? <laughs> yeah, some team we've never heard of before just comes out of nowhere and just knocks us out of a qualifying round or something. I don't know. Some, something we can't even spell. <laughs> team we've never heard of and we'll never hear of again. This, that's that type of team. <laughs> yeah, facts. facts. It sounds like Lauren is the, one, is the only one that's capable of really telling the truth. <laughs> you have to be realistic. To I know. Be. Yeah. <laughs> we we know what to expect. So yeah, yeah. We, deep inside we know that's the truth. We know that basically, if we finish third, which next next year will be something more meaningful, will put us in the qualifying rounds of the Champions League. So it means a lot of money. Um, deep inside we know that that's actually. Uh, what, what we find fighting for it's the third place, but everyone is. I'm not, I don't. Optimistic. I don't. I don't agree with and that. We, what fourth place? Deep down, deep down, <laughs> the table is all zeros right now. Anything can happen. That's yeah. what I tell myself every <laughs> single. You didn't hour. learn yet. <laughs> you haven't learned from that mistake. Regardless of anything, every, at the beginning of the season, everyone's zero and zero, right? Everyone has zero points. I mean, Chris, I and, hope we win. I mean, until, like, we're nine, right? If, listen, Patrick, if, if you don't mind me to banter you just a little bit, that's what Arsenal fans have been saying since the start of every season. You know, they they start off in first all the time, and then... <laughs> that was unfair. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Chris makes a good point, because no, this year is a very different kind of year. Obviously, we with the pandemic and everything, you know, preseason is very weird already. I think mm-hmm. teams are squeezing two, three games in um, and they more or less come in straight into the season off the back of another. And when the games are going to start flying in, you know, it's going to be a game every three days or whatever, right up until May. Um, so it's not just about how good the squad is. It's, it's also about physical resistance. Our neighbours across the road now, with Jesus, we, we had George Jesus as our manager and we know full well what type of manager he is. He's a manager who wants your team to run however many miles like throughout the duration of 90 minutes. And when you're packing so many games in, obviously they've got better depth than us. Uh, And Porto are are in a similar position. They're a team that runs a lot. They're very industrious. But when you're packing so many games into a season like we're about to, let, let's see like what the effects are on on a team like that on the Porto on a Benfica towards the end of the season and maybe maybe things will shine a little better on us I think that's that's my hope that's what I'm hanging on to the sporting can be quite smart with it um obviously have their own type of game that can unlock teams rather than trying to be physically superior and run them off the pitch um and hopefully you know you never know um, stranger things have happened in a normal season. You know, Leicester uh, have won the league in, in, in England. I think Braga had a, sh- a decent shot at the season. 
um, somewhat 10 years ago um, against Benfica as well. So who knows? It's, it's going to be a weird season. It's, in, it's important to, to look at like how many losses and points Porto and Benfica both had last season. Uh-huh. Like the, the point total that they both put up, I mean, obviously Benfica's was whatever, like four, six less. I don't even remember. But it was significantly less than is normal, you know? Like, you know, 15, 16, 16, 17. To win the league, you have to, you have to basically drop points in like no more than four games the whole season. So basically what I'm saying is, is like in the pandemic era of these somewhat more random results of empty stadiums, I mean, basically all sport thing has to do is just keep it close. Just keep it close. Just hang, hang, hang. You know, no one's expecting them to pace the league, right? No one's expecting them to run, run out in first through, through 10 weeks. But I think as long as they keep it close, um, you'll be in, you'll be a more prime position to strike at the end of the season. Um, as opposed to normal circumstances, basically. And that applies to to third, fourth, you know. We we felt comfortable in third. What, we had a six-point lead, right? And then it was gone, you know. So in the pandemic era, football has more crazy elements to it. We've seen Lyon – knock off city and Juve in the same champions league in this, in this era. So I have to, yeah, I agree with you guys. Anything is possible. I'm just not as optimistic. Maybe. <laughs> well, let, let, Anyways, let me ask you a question. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question to all of you then. So who do you think has the biggest influence in Portugal when it comes to the uh, referees? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, a mountain to overcome as well. And that's the, that's the problem with if it gets close, the tie goes to the one who bought the ref, right? If it's tied, if it's close, which is what happened to us in 15, 16. So, yeah, that's t- That's a tough mountain to overcome. But at the same time, you could say Vieta's influence is slipping in the past year more than it ever has. Yeah, I think I think Vieta will be will lose the elections, which I think uh, the basic no is- fucking way, dude. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the uh, the uh, the elections are in October for Benfica. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. They I'm might be September. Be- I don't know it 100. percent But they they just uh, landed on uh, Pauk. Pauk will play against them for the um, Champions League. So they traveling to Greece. Guess who's the coach for Pauk? So he knows Mm -hmm. that team quite well. I wouldn't be surprised if Pauk wins against Benfica, and then that's when I, I think Vieta will lose the elections in October, if that happens. I, that that could happen if they if they crash out. That could happen. Yeah, but that's for, that's for their podcast, not ours. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, anyways, Lauren, thank you for joining us. Thank you for also uh, listening for all this time. We really do appreciate your 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 uh, your support and everything. So, uh, thank you as always. You're our welcome. number one friend. Our number one fan. Thank you. I'll number one that. fan and the number one podcast in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Fuck. There I go again. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was close. Oh, damn. You're so rude. You're rude. No, man. I thought it was. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I don't really know where to go from here. Uh, I think we talked most preseason. Maybe Christian. The only thing I had to 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 really ask is um more related on the Nunu Sanch. And the Pedro Gonçalves is like the uh, the financial aspect of it. 
us giving on up uh, Dala, um, for, for Nunu Sons and 4 million to Riwav, us also giving up 6.5 for 50% of Pedro Gonçalves. And back to the Nunu Sons thing, maybe leading uh, João Mario to, to Benfica. That was the rumors now today coming out saying that there's a 30 million uh, um, anti clause on it as well. Um, what were your thoughts of everything that's going on? And I'm so yeah. sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, basically, from what I've seen uh, in two games, about 90 minutes combined, uh, 20 in the first, 70 in the second. That's that 50 percent of the of the um, of the pot pass is is going to become a problem eventually. Obviously, right? He's clearly he's clearly very good, and the problem with the 50 percent thing is. The first 50% was already inflated, right? So if the first 50 is already inflated, let's say he has a, a hell of a season, bags 10 goals, bags assists, and we're like, all right, you want to buy the second 50%. Then they say, okay, that'll be 10 million, you know? So it's at the point now, it's like, if you're buying that second 50 and then you're selling, like, are you even going to make money off of this? Um, so yeah, obviously it's, it's going to be a problem down the road. And the main reason it's going to be a problem is because he's clearly good, which I guess is a good problem to have. But as we can see with the Plata negotiation no, for his second 50%. Chris, I don't, I don't want... Chris, go ahead. Chris, it's not the way it goes. I don't mean to cut you off, but Sporting, he bought his pass and they kept 50%. So if we sell him later, let's say for 20 million, Family can keep ten million. They're not going to negotiate their fifty percent. Yeah, but we 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 obviously could try to buy value. the other. We could try to buy the other half of his pass if he wanted to. That's part of the contract. So if we want to buy, it's already yeah. But it's at a, it's the same already time, bad, the Plata, we don't we don't have a deal with for Plata's fifty percent. The second fifty percent. That's why we've been in a tug of war for like six months trying to agree on a fee because it clearly wasn't set ahead of time. So maybe they learned from that and said, okay, no matter what, the second 50% is going to be six, not going to be 10, 12, guaranteed to be six no matter what happens. Okay, okay, we can live with that, I guess. But if if it's like Plata and we're just going to end up in another tug of war, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just shitty. Because you're not going to, you're not going to make money off of him. You would have to sell him for for thirteen million to break even. Obviously, that's no, not no. Happen. Agreed, agreed. Uh, the, the only problem I see is is um, the the Portuguese uh, newspapers. They only talk about how much we pay, how much we owe, but we're getting a lot of money too. And you know, I mean, unless you're very distracted, but we've gotten ten millions from uh, Pereira. We've been selling a lot of players. Varandas brag, brags about it that. He's the one who has sold the most players in Sporting and made the most money yeah, lately. It's over so like two hundred million in sales. No one knows. I mean, in, it's a great question, stuff. I would guess it's being used to pay back creditors. Is what it's being. Yeah, yeah, somebody's making money. I, I don't see. Basically, I don't see payments that other clubs driving to know and Citroën. Nothing I see better than driving Mercedes uh, and BMWs. I think. The Viana and Verandas in the back of the Maybach, that 
infamous picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other thing we can really talk about are maybe the potential outgoings. Um, because there haven't really been any big ones yet. Um just the potential ones really of, of Pelinga and and, uh, and Acuna. I have to admit, I am very frustrated on how we're handling any of that. Um, I think Pelinga, if we're not getting the, you know, maybe maybe I'm delusional and not really understanding the finances, but clearly there's money to be spent. So with Acuna, there, there's money to be popado, if you will, you know. Um, so why he's training aside from everyone else, I don't think that helps his value out at all. He's an Argentinian international. Um, me and Steph actually spoke earlier today. Maybe in, looking back in hindsight, maybe we should have sold him to Zenit those years. Like uh, last year, I should say, 18 plus 2. Um, though I still think that's – that's or, or, or even back then, we thought it was very uh, very low price tag for an Argentinian international. Um, but we're about seeing to sell that, him for 10 million. Exactly. Seeing that we're about to sell him for 10, 12 million – um, oh, looking the, back in hindsight, we should. We've taken but, all our leverage away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have no leverage. He's we're, training we're, in the woods. <laughs> we're basically putting a for sale it. sign. The, please sell him. Please sell him. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't like the way we're handling that. Pelinga is the same thing. We're about to sell him for 10 million to CSK Moscow. But, but um, Pelinga doesn't want to stay, so let him go. I mean, he doesn't want to stay. And you know, you know, Braga gets 20%. You know that. I mean, he doesn't want to stay, but he has a contract. He still showed up first season, first game of preseason. Yeah. You, in, in yeah the, there's no benefit to including yeah. them in the in the organized trainings. There's no, I have I have work tomorrow morning at nine. I don't want to go to work, but I have to go. You Same don't have thing. to play them in the scrimmages, but they can still be included in the in the training. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. He's, That's all I'm saying. He's going, he's going to work. He's going to work. He's just doing a different different pitch. Yeah, he's like he's going to work at the same office, but he's just doing the same work next to his coworkers instead of with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next to them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I wish so I don't stay. know if anybody. Pelini is a great, he's a, a good player, but he's not going to stay. That's obvious, and uh, Braga will get twenty percent on top of it. Mm -hmm. So if we sell him for for twelve million, like it looks like for to to the Russian team, uh, two million point uh, five will go to Braga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we, um, we we have become Braga's bitches. Yep, we did it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just quickly go through the departures so far. Uh, of course, Matush Pereira to West Brom, Jelson Dal and Shiku going to Riwav in exchange for Nuno Sanch. Um Bataglia going to Alaves. Um, and then of course, because transfer market mentions it, we can't it can't be understated. Uh, Jeremy Mathieu going as well. Um, you know, retiring, of course, to that uh, to that uh, knee injury. I don't know if anybody wants any has, has anything to really say about any of the departures. Um, I'll go if if you don't yeah, mind. Of course, um, please. So it's going to be an unpopular one, but um, I'm glad to see Chico leave. Not for us, but for him. I think he deserves first team. I think. I don't think he's an amazing footballer, but he's got the attitude and he's definitely uh, a Liao at heart, 100%. Dalla, I'm not sure, is the same, but uh, they deserve um, the chance to prove it. Um, just uh, adding on to the Acuna thing, I feel like Sporting at a time where I'm not sure if you would all agree that 
any player, no matter, we can sell any player if the price is right. There's no one player who I think runs with like, uh, no, he's not going. It's, it's, if we get the right price for a Cunha or a Coates or a Max, then it's fine. But 10 million for an Argentinian international who would fit in great in the Premier League, Syria, uh, La Liga is, is, a, is a abomination. It's disgraceful. But, um, what I would like to see, um, is Ilori needs to go. N- no way is he staying. Even if we release him, I don't care what it costs. We he... only own half his past, too. <laughs> yeah, what? We're paying 2.4 million for 50% of his past. Why was he poor? Like, he, he, shit at Liverpool, shit at Reading. <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah, so I want to see um, Rossier go as well, but Obviously, he had, he's had a bad season. I assume his stock isn't too high. Um, but other than that, I hope Braganza stays. I hope Polina stays. I even hope Acuna stays. But those those three are looking unlikely to stay. But if if I were to choose one of them to stay, I want Braganza to stay. He's got, I think, a ginormous future in our team. And if he if he goes anywhere, if he goes to Wolves or wherever George Mendes wants to put him, he's going to excel. So hopefully we keep um, Braganza here. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, we also have Rodrigo Fernandes coming through. Um, I don't know if you guys want to quickly give in your. This two needs about to get that. talked about. This needs to get talked about because it's yeah, it's really it's really insane. Especially if if you got if you guys have watched or anyone listening has watched the two games. In that first game, I mean, he just looked like he he stumbled upon the wrong game. Like he was supposed to be going to like the U-17 game down the road, and he, he turned up on the wrong pitch. He didn't even look like he belonged on the field. Um, so, it, I mean, it's obvious, right? This isn't even one of those backdoor ones where it's like, oh, George Mendes knows this guy's agent in the Bruno Fernandes situation. It's like, no, George Mendes straight up is this guy's agent. It's listed online. You can go verify it yourself. There was talk of this guy going for 10 to 15 million to Wolves, obviously, last season. He was like borderline not renewing his contract. His contract expired on June 30th. None of us, we talked about it here. None of us even knew if he had renewed or not. There was no news. We honestly assumed that he just walked for free. You know, his, his deal ended, but apparently they had renewed it. Um, and now all of a sudden he's just like seemingly just out of nowhere forced into the first team picture, right? He, it's, it really speaks volumes because MOD injected those youngsters at the end of last season, some of which we could probably agree weren't quite ready, such as Thiago Tumas. And, and it's like, if he wasn't even included with that lot, it, it really is incredible that he just all of a sudden is like being considered for, for minutes. You know, he's like, he's out there with the, with the starters. And now it's like, it seems like it's a give or take. It's like, because Matthias Nunes played really well, and I think that he's been growing as well. We haven't mentioned him at all, but he played really well yesterday. Definitely growing into the role. But it's like you basically have a choice between Arduino Fernandes and Braganza then because you're not going to keep all three of them. Um, they're they're all similar-ish. Arduino Fernandes definitely gets a little bit of a benefit, if anything, because he seems to be more of a holding-type player more than an offensive player. And this roster really has no holding center midfielders in it, unless you consider Dumbia that, which isn't a good option. Consider so, any type of player is not a good option. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like 
George Mendes is just going to force his guy into the team and Braganza is going to be on the outside looking in. And we all were so hyped for Braganza. It's like, all right, this year, like, he is guaranteed to be in the first team. Like, guaranteed. He's, he, he, like, the news, Astrodeal, he's coming back. Like, we've been looking forward to this news for, like, six months, Braganza being in the first team. He just won young player of the second division. Like, yeah. we all have known for so long that he's going to be in the first team. And just all of a sudden, he just somehow might not be. And it's really yeah, Yeah. Agreed. Um, agreed. Uh, just a quick question from uh, Lauren. Uh, Jolson has not signed a new deal yet, to my knowledge. It's just been rumors so far. No, just rumors. Yeah. Just rumors. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me just try to play a quick video from, uh, from our boy Nunu Gabriel. And then Steph, I think, also has a video for, for us to play as well. Um, just give me a quick second here. I'm trying to load it. Just another put a bench. Um, então, pá, que... um, anyway, Steph, I don't know if you want to try first. You're muted, buddy. I can't hear you. There you go. Steph? You see me moving my lips? You can read lips? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure it out as well. So I need a second myself. Okay, then never mind. Let's uh, let's uh, quickly. Um... No, I just interject. Ryan Gold. Ryan Gold. Sorry, what, what was that? No, I, I was just going to interject, interject one more time, and it's something that we were talking about a while ago, but I completely forgot. If Jean Mario goes to Benfica, I'll be heartbroken. I, he's one of my favorite all-time sporting players, and it's hard. Oh. Oh, it's just, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna happen. You know, if it's I, gonna happen because they're trying to get out of the news and they're trying to pretend like he doesn't have a clause in his contract. Yeah, I'm just as I'm if gonna... we don't all know that they tr they traded clauses to sign Nuno Santos. Benfica waived the non-rival clause, and then they in turn waived the non-rival clause for Joao Mario. Like. That's what happened. Everyone knows that. And they're trying to pretend like that's not what happened, which means that he's about to sign for Benfica. <laughs> and he's going to ball out too. You just know he is, which is going to break my... He's definitely going to score against us as well, man. The, the last time he balled out was under George Zouche too. Keep that in yeah. mind. So. Exactly. I mean, I missed a lot of his adventure in Russia. Did he do anything this past year? I didn't really see um, I think he might have scored he's a goal. Or two, Mm -hmm. He had a better year at Moscow than he did at West Ham and Inter, for sure. Yeah. But he's a long okay. way away from the John Murray that we know, though. And it's been four years as well. True. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be that worried. All right. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Thumbs up. Can't hear it, I don't think. Nah, I don't think so. No? No. Damn. We can post it on Twitter, I guess. Sorry, Nunu. We tried. We will definitely post it on Twitter. We will definitely post it on Twitter then. Um, I tried. It's just the way I the way I downloaded it. I guess it wasn't an MP an MP4 file like Juan uh, Castro's. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, okay. Unless there's anything else to be said. Um, I think that's podcast number 78 in the books. A little chaotic. 
especially for me on on this end. They're working uh, the instruments but, uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> this and my laptop fucking off in the meantime. Like, sorry, Steph, go ahead. I'll play uh, Mediana's video. Perfect. Okay, but I'm gonna do it in a uh, very old-fashioned way. On your phone. Hold my, hold You're my gonna phone. hold your phone up to the camera. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll post this on Twitter as well later. <laughs> you ready? So you can mute your stuff so we can hear Mariana. Yeah. Ora portuguesa que decidi então aqui gravar um vídeo de muitos, muitos parabéns a este Sporting Cindy Samba. Neste caso, em inglês, vocês são enormes, vocês fazem um programa há três anos que prova que uh, o amor a este clube vai muito para além das fronteiras territoriais que este país tem. Vocês provam também que uh, o Sporting Cindy Samba é feito por amor com amor ao Sporting Clube Portugal. Um grande, grande beijinho para vocês. Muito sucesso e viva o Sporting. Yeah, thank you, Mariana. Obrigado, Mariana. Obrigado. Um, words as always. Um, a, spe a special uh, thank you to everybody that joined us. Patrick, thank you for joining us like the old days as well. Sam, just like the old times as well. Um, just want to send a, 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 and also a quick thank you to, to João, to Pedro, uh, to Johnny Singero, New York's finest, who is on. Lauren Jenks, who is on. Um, it's been a wonderful ride from Sporting updates to uh, then Sporting 160 yen. A lot of ups and downs. We had a you know a, a special shout out to Bruno Brito. Another special shout out to uh, Bruno Minge, who uh, who had who had who went through some 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 dark phase in his life. <laughs> I, mean, I think he came out on the other side, feeling feeling good. Too. It worked out. I think stress got too much to him that he had to. He, he lost himself for a month. I mean, shout out to him who anyway. can blame him, man? I mean, how has the club not broken us more, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, though, it's gonna be, it's gonna be 19 years, yeah. <laughs> um, a special shout out as well to Nando who was having some technical difficulties, or else he would have joined us today as well. Um, and yeah, to, to you guys, it's to our listeners, uh, quickly to, to to our Ozzy Tuga, to Jesse Silva, uh, to Yano on the chat, to the real Alfrekerski, but you know, Hrishavsh, um, Santu Marks, who, who came on saying he's a first time listener. We appreciate you. Hope you stick around. Jukebox Leal, um, pa Paulo Costa, uh, Francisco Matos, Yano. Uh, Yano, I said Gabriel Cotu, uh, so many. Uh, um, Joel, um, Joel, De Sil Joel, whatever. Joel Leon, um, Left Teixeira, cutest guy on YouTube. Flippy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, for 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 uh, joining us, uh, especially those who are who are with us from day one, and then of course, like we said, those um, who are with us to today. We hope you stick around. We'll definitely be here to discuss all things Sporting, um, and um, and yeah, guys, for, for a message from me to you because you know I was trying to be sentimental earlier. I just don't think it was getting off. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure these last three years. You know, discussing Sporting with you guys, having healthy debates as always. Um, 
I, I don't think we'll, we'll ever get the recognition we deserve. Like, like Joao and, and Pedro were mentioning, there's already been journalists sort of, uh, stealing our shit one, one or few, uh, one or twice, you know, uh, Sport TV really fucked us up and, uh, we'll always hate them for that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure through everything guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, Viva Sporting as always, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Viva Sporting. Viva.